Welcome to LocalJobNetwork.com radio. Your attention is directed to Minding Your P's and Q's, a show that studies the sensitive and sometimes treacherous subject of business etiquette. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Today we're discussing job fairs and the different strategic aspects we can explore from the job seeker's point of view. I'm joined by Amy Hansman, Employment and Training Specialist Lead for the Wisconsin Department of Workforce Development. Thanks for stopping by here, Amy. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you. And Just to get things started, if you could briefly describe your organization and the experience that you bring um, to the table. Sure. Uh, The Department of Workforce Development is a state government agency. Our uh, primary responsibilities are providing job services, training, employment assistance to people who are looking for work. At the same time, we work with employers uh, to find the necessary workers for their current openings. I'm a part of the Bureau of Job Service, and we provide assistance and services to employers and job seekers through our statewide network of job centers and online at jobcenterofwisconsin.com. We also work with other agencies, partner organizations to provide additional resources and referrals and services, again, to both employers and job seekers. I work with a dedicated group of people to connect job seekers and employers by assisting them with the tools and resources they need to successfully land a job and uh, also educating employers about the programs and services we provide. All right. Great. Um, And that's kind of the area we're going to jump into is, again, with job fairs, just the idea of helping them find that spot, find the fit for them. Um, as far as before going into that job fair, obviously you're always should be prepared for whatever you, you enter into. What are maybe some of the important tips, guidelines that somebody should um, you know prepare ahead of time as they jump into a job fair? Well, when you are undertaking a job search, first and foremost, you need to have a direction. You need to have a strategy. You need to really focus your efforts. And so is it with your job search in general? It is with a job fair. Uh, There's different types of job fairs out there. Uh, They might be uh, industry-specific, like a manufacturing career expo, like the department held uh, in Milwaukee last May. There might be a company-specific job fair. It's just one company looking to fill openings. Uh, General job fairs uh, hosted by both local and national organizations might be for a specific target population like veterans, uh, alumni career fairs at universities and colleges. There's also virtual career fairs where you don't have to leave your computer. You can submit your information online. Uh, But you really want to have a focus and know what you want before you even go in. Sure. In general, I guess, when I think most people think of a job fair, they they probably view it as an industry type thing where they go in and there's multiple companies from a similar industry. Uh, With that, I mean, as far as pre-registering, research, that sort of thing, I mean, are those just essentials that you have to make sure you've done before you go there? It really is. Uh, Google is your best friend when it (laughs) comes to a job search. Uh, Most job fairs will either have a flyer or a website where you can go to see who is going to attend this job fair. Um, So you really want to take a look at the companies that are registered to attend, target the ones that you're interested in working for, researching them online. Go to their website. What jobs do they have open right now? Um, Is there any industry news that would impact their their industry uh, in terms of a change in leadership and expansion? If it's a nonprofit organization, maybe they got a grant for uh, you know additional uh, workers, those kinds of things. Um, if it does allow you to pre-register, and some job fairs will, 
go ahead and do that. Um, usually it's just submitting your resume and then, you know, you can uh, get updates about that, that job fair. Uh, with anything online, though, you do want to be cautious where you're putting your information. So take a look at their privacy policy, see where your email address is going to go once you submit it. Um, if you can't find a privacy policy, then I would suggest not pre-registering. Um, <laughs> another thing that I would strongly recommend as part of your research is if you see however many, three, five, seven employers you're interested in, go directly to their websites or to uh, a job board like jobcenterwisconsin.com or milwaukeejobs.com. <laughs> and, Nicely done uh, there. Thank Nicely. you. Thank you. Yeah, gotta, I get paid every time I plug that. Um, <laughs> but uh, apply to any open positions. And why would I apply before I go to a job fair? Well, then when you meet the recruiter in person, you can, you know, really, you're going to have to jump through that hoop at some point. So might as well get it out of the way and say, I've applied for the customer service position you have available. And I'm, you know, very interested in it. Here's my resume. They can then make a note, go back to their office, pull up the resume that you submitted, pull up the application. And now they've got a face to put with that name. So I would strongly recommend applying to positions uh, before you even go to the job fair. And obviously with this, it's, in a way, you're go- going into possible short job interview kind of thing. So is there a way or do you have any ideas for people to, to practice this sort of thing? Because it's clearly it's different than anything that anyone generally will do in your everyday life. So mm-hmm. maybe what is a way to prepare physically and really practice as in practice makes perfect? Yeah, it, it, it can be stressful. Um, there are most times a lot of people there all vying for the attention of of the recruiter. So really, again, I have to go back to being focused in what you want to do. Really, your job search starts with what do I want to be when I grow up? (laughs) And what skills do I offer, concrete skills that match what the employer is looking for? A general job search, uh, a general resume isn't going to attract attention isn't going to make you stand out. So in terms of practicing and preparing an impeccable resume, a flawless resume, um, and by flawless, I mean absolutely positively, no typos, no whiteout, no, <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing like that. And have, a, you know, maybe you've got a particular outfit that you feel really good in that's business appropriate, of course, but having that ready, having perhaps a portfolio of your work product or letters of recommendations, certifications. You might not show it to the recruiter, but just you you have that and it's sort of a security blanket that says, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm prepared. That says a lot. When you come up to the recruiter and you have a portfolio, you have your resume ready to go. It says, I thought about this and I prepared for it. Sure. And you kind of touched on a, a few of the things that, you know, people should make sure they have with them. Um, you know, you mentioned the resume and possibly portfolio with work in it, references, that sort of thing. Is there anything else that maybe you would do to, to stand out a little bit? Uh, you know, I've I've heard of things such as business cards mm-hmm. or headshots of some sort just to keep that, that face fresh. Um, I mean, any of those little kind of tricks, so to speak, to, mm-hmm. to help you stand out, just give them something else to think about, something to look at. You know, on, on the subject of headshots in particular, unless you're going to be a model or an actor, I would suggest not. Sure. It's, it's just, it would be awkward. That's all I can say <laughs> is it would just be awkward. So um, business cards uh, can be useful. 
I'm of two minds with business cards. On the one hand, they can be very useful in just keeping you top of mind. But again, it needs to be impeccably done. They can't look like you printed them out from your home computer. Uh, Vistaprint.com, you can get uh, free business cards that look quite professional. I wouldn't try and cram your entire resume onto the back of one, but you know, you can attach it to your resume or if they're, let's say they're not accepting resumes, apply online. That's a comment we hear from job seekers a lot is that I went to a job fair and they just said apply online. Hmm. Well, perhaps then you can hand them a business card so that they can, you know, file it away and say, oh yeah, I remember this, you know, this person. Right. Uh, so it's also good because you're going to network with other job seekers there. You're going to, you know, you're all there for the same reason. Right. So um, when you meet, when you meet another job seeker, maybe this particular job isn't for you, but oh, that guy that you, you know, met in the snack bar line, hey, he was looking for this. So, you know, it's a good, it's a good networking tool. Okay. One thing I do have to stress uh, that I see time and time again at job fairs, uh, bring a pen. I know <laughs> you laugh, you laugh. Bring several pens. You may have to fill out an application on the spot, and nothing says I'm not prepared when you ask the recruiter for a pen. Nice. They'll mentally cross you off their <laughs> list. So in terms of the resume, for a job fair, I would really stick with the one-pager. Sure. General rule of thumb is one page. I know there's much debate about that, but right. you can really just focus everything into a single page resume that's more like a sales sheet that really highlights your accomplishments, your skills. Because what I want to do is when you hand it to me, I'm going to look at it for a very brief second. Mm -hmm. And I want to know exactly what it is you're looking for and what are you going to do for me? And I mean, you're basically saying too. I mean, avoid any kind of like cheap tricks, so to speak, like with design. I mean, unless unless possibly it's for that sort of position. Yeah. If you're a graphic designer, then it or a web designer or something like that. Right. If what you're going for is is a design oriented field, then by all means, you've you know got to pull up all the stops. But if I'm going to be, you know, if I'm applying for you know an office or an industrial type position, I just want plain, straightforward, easy to read. Right. And you brought this up too a little bit earlier, the idea of clothing, attire. Mm -hmm. Of course, it seems like common sense, but people sometimes overthink it even. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the question that comes up is, say it's a job fair for, you know, like you said, industrial type work versus a teaching job fair. I mean, should there be some sort of balance there? Because you're not going to be wearing a suit and tie mm -hmm. as an industrial worker, but what's kind of the balance there you have to, to look for? I would always suggest, regardless of the position, is is business casual. Even if your everyday on-the-job uh, outfit is going to be, let's say, coveralls and you'll be covered in grease, <laughs> still pull out a pair of khakis or dark dress pants my general rule of thumb, and it's pretty easy to follow, pants with zippers. Good, um, good advice. <laughs> yes, yes, no pajama pants, no sweats. A uh, shirt with a, for men, a shirt with a collar. That can be a polo shirt, that's fine. Uh, or a button-down type shirt. A belt, please. Uh, but, please wear a belt. Um, <laughs> and But you do also want to give the impression that you also know what the job is. If I'm going to, let's say, apply for daycare jobs, where my my role would be to be on the floor with kids all day and I show up in three inch heels and a short skirt, I'm going to wonder if you really know what this job entails. Right. You know, same thing as a three piece suit and I'm going to be a CNC machinist. 
are you sure you know what the job is? <laughs> so really, you know, really business casual is fine. Um, you know, stick with the more conservative. I always get a little bit nervous when I see dress to impress mm -hmm. on a flyer for a job fair because some people misinterpret that as dress like you're going to the club. Right. And uh, you really want to err on the side of conservative. Sure, definitely. Let's say, here we are, we're at the fair. Mm -hmm. um, you've done all this. You've done the research. You have everything set to go. Um, so then it comes down to strategy. What, mm -hmm. Where you go, what you're going to do, that sort of thing. There are obviously different advice. There's different advice out there depending on who you talk to. But in terms of who you're interviewing with, you know, where you go first, that sort of thing. Maybe if you have some general strategies that you guys have maybe discussed or researched, mm -hmm. and then we can touch on more details as they come up. Yeah, really, I think uh, your strategy has three steps. First, uh, before the fair, doing your research and identifying those companies that are advertised to attend and that you're interested in. Second, then, when you walk in to the job fair, see if any new companies have been added. That often happens. There's last-minute additions that don't make it to the publication deadline. So when you get there, usually you'll get either a map or a list of the employers and, and where they are. Take a moment to walk around the space, see where the, your top choices are. Mm -hmm. Don't just rush in to the uh, first employer that you see. You want to determine where you want to go first. My personal opinion is to maybe start with your not top choices right away to get some of those you know, jitters sure, out. Right. Um, I know some people would say go straight to your top choice, but what if you are feeling a little nervous and you blow that precious 30 seconds you have? Mm. So I guess I would uh, try some for you and, you know, for you, less attractive employers that you aren't quite as interested in. Um, keep in mind, though, that some of the top employers might be very attractive to a lot of people. Right. So, you, you know, if there's a huge line, you know, you don't want to spend 20 minutes standing in line. <laughs> so, uh, visit some other ones, um, practice your, go to, you know, go to the restroom, practice your introduction, those kinds of things. Sure. Um, I also do want to stress, too, that really patience is one of the best things you can bring to a job fair. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of people at a job fair. They all want the same thing. Right. So it's exhausting to go to a job fair for a job seeker. It's also exhausting for a recruiter to be at a job fair. They have talked to hundreds of people who all want something from them. So just be aware of that, that if the recruiter is, you know, isn't giving you their full undivided attention, that they've been talking to a lot of people. And really what you want to do is just get your information to them so that you can follow up later. Well, and I like that you brought that part up, um, the idea that the employers are going to be there, you know, all day, mm -hmm. um, in some cases, maybe more than one day. Mm -hmm. With that said, is there a certain strategy then that might work better as far as time of day that is optimal for someone who is seeking that job? Because you could have the argument you get in first, make that first impression, but then you well, what if you're forgotten by hour mm -hmm. four? On the flip side, you come in near the end and they're exhausted and they don't even really care what you have to say. So, I, I mean, I know, again, it's all opinion and you can mm -hmm. do all the research you want. It comes down to individuals. But what's kind of the consensus that maybe you guys kind of come up with? Well, what I've observed, and I spend a lot of time uh, at job fairs, uh, what I've observed is the first hour of a job fair is a madhouse. Mm -hmm. um, 
So my personal opinion is uh, hour two is really the optimal time for a job seeker to okay. attend. So that that first mad rush is out of the way. You might get a little more time with the recruiter. Uh, I would suggest not going the, the last hour of a job fair. Sure. By that time, they're done <laughs> and they just want to go. And a lot of times, unfortunately, employers leave. You know, if it's scheduled to go till three, by about two o'clock, employers are packing up. Sure. And the last thing you want to do is try and catch an employer if they're packing up because they've checked out for the day. Right. I, mean, I think some people might be like, oh, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't be that. I think it's important where they're all human beings and you got to deal with that side of things. Uh, I think sometimes that probably gets lost in the, in the shuffle. With kind of these strategies and whatnot, um, one of my colleagues brought up that some people come in and they, you know, drop off a resume and they just take off and think, hey, that'll it'll still work because I'm not sending it online where I don't know if it gets to someone. Um, at least I know that somebody saw it. Really poor strategy. Does it ever work? What's kind of your thought of experience with that? I'm going to say that probably doesn't work. If yeah. someone just does the drop and run, um, they haven't, you know, they haven't really taken time to establish any sort of connection mm-hmm. with an employer. Uh, there might be something on your resume that I'm interested in. I want to know more about this, you know, particular bullet point that you have on your resume, and you're nowhere to be found. Uh, so, I wouldn't recommend that. I'd uh, just as a as a general rule, um, really, you know, the best strategy uh, from my perspective is really just to smile, make eye contact, and be enthusiastic. Sure. You know, that's really the the best strategy. So then overall, um, you know, you, you touched on a, a few of those things as far as maybe get some practice in with places you are a little interested in, but not as much as maybe the top three or four choices. Is that what you see is the best strategy? Do you even maybe take some time with ones you're not necessarily interested in? Or is that really a huge waste of time? Some people say, hey, just hit the shortest lines and then you get the most time in. All that stuff floating out there, again, mm-hmm. from what you've observed and, and kind of when talking to people, what what really would be that best strategy in your mind? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say to bypass a company entirely because mm-hmm. you just never know. Maybe it's a company you're not so familiar with. They might be new to the area, but they might, even if it's not advertised, they might have just exactly what you're looking for. Even heavy equipment type uh, companies need office people. Right. They need customer service people. Uh, so if you think, oh, that company, they just do, you know, they just do machining or they do something like that. You know what? They have to have support people too. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily discount any company because any practice that you can get smiling, looking someone in the eye and being enthusiastic <laughs> is good. It's only going to get easier with practice. So I wouldn't necessarily bypass a company. Um, I would also suggest, too, is if at any of these job fairs, there are resources and organizations there. Because when we go to a job fair, we're there representing our job centers and and jobcenterwisconsin.com. So while I may not be able to be in a position to hire you, I certainly am in a position to help you with tools and resources and referrals. So don't bypass the uh, organizations that might be there. Often there are professional organizations that are represented there that you might want to get involved with. Sure. With all that, you know, you you hit all those booths that you want to, um, end of the day or or maybe near the end of the day, so we avoid that kind of uh, that burnout area or when they're Mm -hmm. already leaving. 
is it a proper strategy, good etiquette, poor etiquette to circle back and just kind of maybe give a, a thanks to the people that you talked to already, maybe see if they'll chat a little bit more, maybe, you know, perhaps they sat down on a break and were you know, looking over your stuff more. Is that something you encourage and maybe has seen work as a benefit for people to circle back to those employers? Yeah, it can, it can uh, be a benefit. Uh, really, you have to sort of pick up on uh, any sort of social cues you may have gotten when you met with them the first time. Sure. Um, you know, if you've been talking with the recruiter and really if they're asking you questions, they want to know more. Okay. Really, if you're the one doing <laughs> all the talking, you might want to move on right. um, for a variety of reasons. You know, I mean, every, you know, everyone is everyone is different, obviously. But certainly if um, before you're leaving and you see that they're open, you know, there's not a line or anything like that, certainly take a moment, thank them for their time, say you were glad that they were there today, um, you look forward to hearing from them soon. You know, it, that can sort of reinforce that first impression that you made. And, you know, but if they didn't seem all that interested the first time around, I might not do that. Sure. Now, even before you get to that stage, perhaps on a break or like a lunch period or maybe someone from an employer, recruiter type, they're leaving to go to the bathroom, whatever the case might be, where they're not in that formal setting at their, you know, everything's set up with the booth. And like you said, you got 10, 20 people waiting in line for them. Are there pros and cons then to maybe striking up a conversation and obviously trying to be a little... Um, subtle with it and conversational. Uh, and, and the reason that I kind of asked, obviously I saw some stuff um, that indicated that it might work, but I mean, it, kind of, it actually happened with me a while back and I didn't have in mind like, hey, I'm going to talk to this person because I know they're they're looking, but we just were chatting and eventually it kind of worked out where the conversation went positively. Pros and cons to that. <laughs> well, my hesitation <laughs> probably uh, gives away my answer. Sure. Um, if you see someone, if they're on a break and the most job fairs, bless them, will have a, a private area where employers okay. can go to decompress, um, which is good. Right. Um, but if let's say they're they're on their way to the restroom or something like that, I would just give a smile. How's it going? They don't want to talk. Right. They right. certainly don't. <laughs> men don't strike up a conversation. <laughs> really? No, no, oh, no. I'm okay. just yeah. It's just awkward. That's just <laughs> awkward. Um, I guess I wouldn't really try to engage the recruiter too much except for like a smile and eye contact away from the booth because sure. it's a long day and they've been smiling and nodding and listening to people all day and really this is their this is their break time. Right. So I would say let them be. Well, we've certainly covered a lot of areas in respect to job fair strategy here on Mining Your P's and Q's, but there's still much more to talk about on the subject. So we'll break here as we chat with Amy Hansman, Employment and Training Specialist Lead for the Wisconsin Department of Workforce Development. If you're interested in hearing more about job fair strategy, please tune in to part two of this discussion. You just have to go to localjobnetwork.com and click on the radio tab near the top of your screen. As always, please send us your comments and suggestions to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And until we speak again, I'm Tim Muma.